0: Ready for a podcast focused on conversations, community, and culture? Then grab your headphones and get ready for NCC Unplugged. We're breaking free from the traditional sermon format to engage in raw conversations about faith, life, and everything in between. So join us as we unplug from the noise of everyday life and plug into something more. This is NCC Unplugged Conversations, Community, and Culture.
1: Welcome to our first ever podcast. We are excited you're joining us on this journey, whether you are hearing it for the first time, whether maybe you're going back into history and listening to us. We're so excited that you're joining us for this podcast. My name is Jeff Terpstra. I'm the preaching minister here at Norwin Christian Church, and we have most of our staff members around the table for a conversation today. We have Matt Mastriani at the control board. We have Garrett Crawford as well, our... Uh, Outreach and Small Group Minister. Hello. We have Allison Murray, our Director of Children's Ministries.
2: Good morning.
1: Joshua Persall, our Executive Minister. Thanks
2: for joining us.
1: And Jonathan Slatt, our Youth Minister. I can't wait. All right. Well, we uh, are introducing this podcast a little bit today, and it's our hope that this new form of media that we're, new to us anyways, experimenting with a little bit, is an attempt to have some of that community, some of that conversation and interaction with culture through this kind of longer form than what you might normally get in a sermon or a small group or a conversation in the hallway. And so we hope you're able to put on your headphones and listen to this as you go about your work, as you're driving down, and just get to know us a little bit. We want to use this for interviews. We want to use this as a way for you to get introduced to different parts of our church. We'll have ministry leaders as we talk with them and interview them about their different ministries here at the church. Uh, But we're just excited to um, be a little bit more transparent in these ways and be able to communicate through this means. Anything else to add from those around the table?
3: It's definitely going to be a lot longer than the Midweek Connect videos, so I think we got to make sure that everyone knows that it's not going to be the same as that was. Um, But it's also, I think, going to be a lot more personable, so we're going to be able to kind of talk about our lives and ask questions to one another, kind of get feedback. So it would be like we're having a conversation with each other, and the people who are driving down the road are able to listen to that conversation and, and be a part of it in the same way. So I think it, it lends more to a, a, more, natural, a more natural engagement with, with people who are involved. So I'm excited for it.
1: Yeah, and those Midweek Connect videos started by Joshua during COVID— were a purposeful attempt to connect during a time when so many people were disconnected because of COVID. And, you know, those videos were about five to ten minutes, but those we knew were limited and could only go so far. And so this podcast, a little bit longer form, like you said, Garrett, and a way to connect and continue that connection, not just with the staff members here around the table today, but like I said, we'll bring others in as uh, we go forward with this podcast. So we're excited to see where it goes. So this morning, as we talk about the podcast a little bit, um, it's our attempt to do something uh, in a purposeful way, maybe where we uh, really have had a heart for uh, connection in this way. And we've been talking about this for quite a while, uh, even before Garrett came on staff. And then something that came up probably in one of his interviews, honestly, as we were interviewing him just about a year ago uh, in 2022, was that he had done some podcasts And his history, Matt has some history of podcasts, and so we're finally getting this together, and so this has been a long time coming, so we're excited to uh, be at the table together and excited that you are listening this morning. So with that thought of doing things on purpose, that this podcast is a purposeful attempt at uh, connection and community and interacting culture, I want to go around the table a little bit and talk about some other things that we do on purpose with intention, um, both in small ways and in big ways as we think about our own lives at home. So let's start with maybe something unique to you that you do at home on purpose uh, to make your life a better life. So, you know, it could be anything. Some people, and I'm not one of these people, some people take uh, do those cold plunge baths because it's their attempt to, you know, add a little bit more self-discipline and I guess it helps health-wise and things like that. So maybe something like that that you do in your personal life to uh, intentionally and on purpose to have a better life?
2: Sure. So I'll go first. Um, Something that I try to do with intentionality each week is plan my meals on Sunday evening. And while I'm planning my meals, I like to also order groceries for a Walmart pickup on Monday at the same time. Because then that way I know at the end of each long day that we have the ingredients that we need in the kitchen for me to make dinner each day. And I find that when I don't do that or I fall out of that habit, then I'm scurrying at the end of each day to figure out what are we going to eat tonight. And I also uh, find that I spend a lot more at the grocery store without that intentionality of that pre-planning because I run to the store every day after work and then buy impulsively around the store as I go. So I find that planning out our meals not only gives us something yummy to eat at the end of each day, but it also helps keep our grocery budget um, in check and just make sure that we're eating more healthful meals than if we kept running out uh, to the to a restaurant at the end of the day.
3: We've had to start using Walmart pickup or instead of going to Walmart, because that's where we do our grocery shopping, because we'd always end up coming back with way more than we intended to, to to leave with. So it saves a lot of money whenever you pre-plan like that.
1: It sure does. It's a lot easier with an infant too, right?
3: Yeah, except for Walmart does this thing where I guess they track your phone, where your phone's at. So Isabella will place the order, and then I'll pick it up after leaving here, and I'll get there, but they won't know that I'm there. I'll put the number in that I'm there, but they won't come out and deliver the food because it tracks Isabella's phone. So it's a lot of times I'll sit there for 30 minutes before I get the food, so it's not quick and easy.
4: So you're one of the uh, reasons there's less parking. I am, <laughs> I am one of the
3: reasons why it's harder to find a parking spot Thank at you, Walmart. Garrett. You're welcome. And Allison. Too. <laughs> if you right. become another reason, then... <laughs> I'll
5: jump in. Um, so something i do is it's kind of a sense of discipline is and i started doing this recently i've hated reading my entire life i've just hated it um but then for some reason recently i don't know if it's because like i'm past 21 but i like reading now um so i'll charge my phone and ipad outside of the bedroom like i don't let them come into the bedroom ever um just keeps me more focused on more important things like you know natalie or sleeping or reading um and I don't, you know, blue light isn't good for you when you're trying to go to sleep, so it's best to keep it away from
2: away from the bed.
5: What
3: yeah. if your books are on your iPad? They aren't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love how we tell our kids about, you know, the dangers of blue light before bed, but then my phone is on my oh, nightstand. <laughs> yeah.
5: That's been the beauty of a Kindle. I was eating dinner at Garrett's house once and he was like, "Do you want this Kindle?" I was like, "Sure, I want this Kindle." So
3: I started reading on that and those are awesome. Now for clarity, I didn't give you the Kindle because I don't read. <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> That's true, right? Yeah. I gave it to you because <laughs> I read on my iPad, so I'm the one that does do the blue light at yeah. night. <laughs> yeah. What if
6: what if your phone is your alarm clock?
5: That's what mine is. That's what I use yeah. it as. Yeah. So I have I use my Apple Watch as an alarm clock. So and you, if you wear my... your Apple Watch all night long? I do. It's so uncomfortable. Really? If, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's awful. Yeah.
5: yeah. And then if I wake up like super grumpy or tired, I can, like, oh, I woke up seven times. Like, it I never hit that REM sleep. Yeah. So that's why I'm grumpy. So I don't know
3: what yeah. I do with that information. That would just bother my wrist all night long. Yeah. I would be like a dog scratching at it <laughs> a whole night. My, my most intentional thing, I think, is that when I get home, I try to make sure that from the time that I get home until Grayson goes to bed, I'm not doing anything else. Um, and sometimes that doesn't happen, but my goal is to at least spend those three hours before he goes to bed with him and also give Isabella time to kind of be alone <laughs> and have a break and, and do dinner or something. Um, so that's my, it gives me a mental break and gives Isabella a mental break. Um, a lot of times we'll I'll take him down to, I like to do a lot of stuff like with my hands, just as a way to quiet my mind. And so we'll go down to the garage, to the workshop, and I'll just let him run around while I'm doing something down there. And he has his golf clubs down there, and we'll smack him up against the concrete. <laughs> or he has a toy drill, and he'll pretend he's drilling, like whatever I'm doing or piddling around with. So that's kind of the purposeful thing that we do every night or most nights. Yeah. Right. Cool. yeah.
1: Of course, those things that we do on purpose aren't just in our personal lives. Um, we have that the same sort of things uh, here at church. We're trying to do purposeful things, and you know we started talking about this podcast and doing this podcast on purpose. so we're gonna have better communication and uh, better connection with people. Um, when you guys think about your different areas of work here at NCC and the area of responsibility that you have, what is something? Maybe what's the most personal, uh, purposeful thing that you do in that sphere of influence?
6: Yeah, for me, I um, I'm not sure all the staff likes this, but (laughs) um, I watch out for the details and and also try to plan ahead. You know, try to look into the future, knowing that you know lots of people looking at our website, planning their lives, and just to let them know these are the things that we have coming up, so they can make plans if it's something they want to make a priority. And uh, so, it, it, you know, things get busy, and it's easy to not look ahead. So I try to make that intentional and, and just try to cover the details and uh, because all of us miss details, so try to watch out for those things.
1: Yeah, so Joshua is executive minister. You know, some people ask, well, what does an executive minister do? And what I see Joshua doing time and time again is filling those gaps where um, maybe it's really hard to ask that commitment of a volunteer, and so Joshua, as a staff member, is able to fill in and uh, connect the dots, fill in that gap, go the extra mile. Um, Joshua's always getting things on the website that need to get there. We can talk about planning ahead. Uh, Joshua's overseeing us as staff and making sure people uh, aren't overburdened with things. He's he's taking things off our plate that he can do. He's running meetings and making sure we're we're looking ahead and not just putting out fires that are right in front of us. And so I think a lot of what you do is very purposeful when it comes to thinking ahead and where we're going uh, directionally as, as staff members and uh, our calendar. So I appreciate you saying some of those things. Jonathan, what do you think, what do you see in your ministry when you think of the things that you do intentionally and purposeful? Yeah. So I think one thing
5: I really try to do is use the things that I'm stronger at to make the things that I'm weaker at easier. So it's like, I'll, one of my strengths is like planning and and curriculum planning, like, and I love to do that. So every year in August, like, I'll sit down and plan out the whole year pretty much, and where all the programs are going to fit and everything. And I like to do that. Like that's you know, I knock that out, and then it makes it makes um, when I have to go do things that I'm not as strong at, like, honestly, like, you know, writing the lessons out takes a lot more effort for me. Like it's a lot more cognitive load. So the fact that I don't have to worry about, well, what's coming up next, I just worry about what's happening right now. It just makes it a lot easier. So it's like I I kind of block out times throughout my day to, to work on that stuff that I'm good at so that when it gets to the thick of it and then there's things that take a higher cognitive load, they're just more feasible.
1: Where do you think you learned that from, or is just something you've picked up over the years?
5: I've—that's a good question. I mean, I think that's been something I've been doing just recently. Um, Like, I've been focusing a lot more on planning out my days and doing things intentionally than like just kind of showing up and well, I'll do this, I'll work on this here, this here. But like, looking at the day and saying when am I the freshest? Mm Because that's when I'll do the things that are most difficult. And you know, when when am I like? In the morning is not when I'm the freshest. I'm not a morning person. So that's when I do the easy things. Like I like to organize or like clear out my email inbox. But then the things that are more creative, like writing lessons or designing things, like I'll do those around lunchtime after I've eaten, and then usually it ends up being a lot better. So.
1: Yep. There's a book, I think the author's name is Clay Scoggins. It's called At Your Best. He said those words. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks about that a lot, mm-hmm. how much how much productivity we actually have in our day and to schedule our day with those hours in mind Mm -hmm. and then the rest to be some of the more busy work or different things that we can do. So glad you said that.
2: Jonathan's taught me a lot in the last couple of months, actually, about kind of those organizational plans and things like that. I had noticed that he was using um, his iPad and his phone all together to keep him on task. And so I asked him some questions like, What are you doing and how are you using reminders to set your schedule for the day and things like that? So over the last month or so, I've been trying to incorporate that into my day as well. And I find that it really does help um, the intentionality because I see now each day. Um, maybe what are the top three things I need to get done, and then anything else that I fit in um, comes later. But I'm making sure to prioritize those important things. So thanks, Jonathan. That, that's yeah. super helpful.
5: And that stuff I kind of got from mainly from a guy named Tiago Forte, and that his whole Building a Second Brain um, series was super helpful.
3: You just know a guy named Tiago
6: is organized. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. How do you get a name like Tiago? I think he's Your Brazilian. Parents? Yeah. <laughs> hey,
2: Brazil. <laughs> um, so to go from there, I think that something that I try to do very purposefully with NCC Kids is making sure that the curriculum and events and programs that we plan are directly related in some way to the mission that we have for the children's ministry. So several years ago, uh, we wrote a mission statement for NCC Kids, and I feel like it dovetails well from the church mission statement of reach out and teach all to follow Jesus. At NCC Kids, we partner with parents to guide all children as they discover the truth of God's word and learn to follow Jesus. And so when we are planning things for the children, for families, I always try to look back at that mission statement and say, are these events, is this curriculum reflective of this mission? And if it is, then I can easily say, yes, let's get that on the calendar, or let's implement this new activity, or let's try this new curriculum. And if I find that they don't in some way partner with parents or increase a child's ability to learn the Bible and take on their faith as their own, then I can easily, without guilt, set that thing aside and say, that might have worked well in the past, but we're going to replace that program with this, or we're going to do this event instead of that one. And so um, that purposefulness, I've noticed, has increased the engagement of the children and their parents. And so I think that that's an important thing for all of us to kind of look at in our various ministries. Um, Are they reflective of the greater mission? And then obviously are they glorifying to God? Yeah. Good. Thanks for sharing that.
3: I, when I first got here, I put together like a workflow um, chart for me, not as I'm not as strict with it as Jonathan is. so, So like, I'm not, I have everything blocked out in 30 minute times but I don't actually follow those times typically. I base it on whether or not I feel like I want to get on Facebook and do something mindless. And then when I get to that point, I pick up something to read instead, whether it's like something for school or, or just something like with small groups related or prep for a, a lesson or something. That way, I'm when I'm wanting to shift the way that I'm thinking, I'm not just mindlessly scrolling through videos. Um, so... But I have it blocked off to where I'm trying to do things in segments, and sometimes, sometimes that doesn't happen. But that's my goal: is just to try to make sure that I can make shifts between thinking about outreach to thinking about small groups to thinking about, you know, whatever, um, writing a lesson or something like that. So, um, my big thing is trying to be purposeful with not wasting my lower functioning mental time with scrolling mindlessly through something instead of doing some reading or something that's actually going to be a beneficial lower functioning mental time, I guess. I don't know if that's the best way to put that. <laughs> well, that
2: makes a lot of sense. I like that idea.
4: Yeah, I, uh my entire life have pretty much had a, a hard time being purposeful and, and, and mindful and planning and everything. I'm just kind of a do things as they come type of person. Um, I think you all know that working with me <laughs> for all these years, you see that in, in my work. But the one thing that like I'm very intentional with, and this goes with the uh, the others on the tech team that uh, do the slides for worship on Sunday morning, um, and this may get overlooked. But for me, making sure the – Um, slide presentation, the backgrounds, the colors of the lighting that go along with everything. I'm very, very intentional with that. Um, something as simple as colored lights or when the lights go on or off or dim or anything like that can really make an impactful moment during worship, especially. Um, so if there's a part of a song, you know, um, in Christ alone, you know, there in the ground his body lay, the lights go out because it's a sad, dark time, you know, but then bursting forth in glorious day, most of the time the lights will like burst back on. And, um, I just, I, you can, you can really feel like the emotion of the song even more, um, for me whenever, whenever it's, it's kind of all tied together like that. Uh, so, uh, uh with, with a lot of things with technology, even, even the videos that we play, the mission video that we did this past week, Juliet was watching me edit it. And she was questioning me on the, the music background choice that I used. And it was very quiet in the background. If you didn't, if you weren't looking for it or listening for it, you probably would have missed it, but it's just some simple, she's like, well, why did you use that? And I said, well, if I use this and I put on this like heavy rock beat underneath, and I said it totally changes the context of the video. And one of the, uh, one of the things I remember uh, going through media uh, school or media class in college was we had to watch these movies with these, you know, well-known scenes with the, with the music score. Then we would watch it on mute. It was like, does it have the same effect? Does it have the same emotion? And then we would go in and edit different music over top of it. It's Same words, same script, same everything except the music, and just changing that changed the entire uh, way you felt about it. So I, I like to be very, you know, mindful of of kind of what we're presenting uh, from the from the stage.
3: I have a question for Matt and Allison. Since you weren't in the service review meeting yesterday, the video that Matt or that uh, Jeff showed at the end of his sermon um, with uh, uh, what was it? Charles uh, Spurgeon. Char- Sorry, I Charles from- Spurgeon. Per- Spurgeon, yeah. Do you think that was Spurgeon actually speaking, or someone else?
2: Um, I assumed it was someone else because I didn't think that in the late 1800s they would have had the recording capabilities. To make it sound that clear.
3: What did you think? I thought it was him. So we looked it up, and it was not Spurgeon, because <laughs> we all thought it was Spurgeon. I'm gonna edit that part out where I said <laughs> I thought it was him. So, but you were um, right. <laughs> the first recording, what was, 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 like was it? The first 1860 60 something, something was the
1: first was time they could. Yeah. yeah. But I'm glad you brought this up because last night I did some more research oh. on this. And if you don't know, Charles Spurgeon was a great minister, late 1800s, early 1900s. I forget what year exactly he he died, um, but he was a, a traveling preacher, go to different locations, really well-known uh, preacher in in America. His, his voice, as they wrote about his voice, some would say you could hear it up to half a mile away yeah. because he was such a popular uh, speaker and just so robust, and he had a great baritone voice and actually lived next door to one of the first people to have audio recording equipment in their home. Huh. And so <laughs> Charles Spurgeon's son said there's no audio recording of him, um, but there's still hope out there that there's some lost audio recording yeah. somewhere <laughs> from the neighbor, from the neighbor be um, crazy. because of the neighborhood he lived in, is very uh, a wealthy neighborhood. And so just some interesting things that there's – we currently don't have an audio recording, but there's still hope out there <laughs> that we might because of um, – and, and he, he just wrote so much. We have so many of his sermons mm-hmm. and just some really great stuff by him, so it's interesting well, you brought that up. Wow, well,
3: I was so excited when I saw Spurgeon's name at the bottom of the video and then heard what sounded like an old-timey voice. I got,
1: oh, my goodness, are we
3: listening to Spurgeon? Because I would never heard him. I've only read him and – then I was really disappointed when Jonathan
0: looked up the fact that it couldn't have been
5: Spurgeon. Maybe,
3: maybe we found it.
6: Who <laughs> yeah, knows? Just happened to be.
0: First thing here at Norman Christian Church, we got
6: it. Hey, quick, quick question on Spurgeon. You mentioned America. Wasn't he in London or did he preach in America too? Oh,
1: I'm, you're, no, you're right. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. To wrap things up a little bit here, as we talk about doing things on purpose, you know, at, at church, our church work, we know the great responsibility we have to be leaders and influencers in the church of Jesus Christ. And we we do our best in all that we can. And sometimes maybe you're listening and you think, well, what do you mean there's things you're not doing on purpose? You know, there's things that maybe we've inherited or we've always done as a church, and so we just continue to do those things. But as a staff, we're continually looking at those things and wondering if that is the best use of our time, the best use of our resources as a church— and one of one maybe silly example of this is our our gift that we give to first time guests. Uh we had, you know, a gift a coffee mug at point at times we've had water bottles and different things and it took a little bit for us to figure out maybe that's not the best use of that and so we now we've settled we we give a little packet of our mission coffee away. It's the same coffee that we serve in our cafe and part of that goes to missionaries around the world. And so we thought, man, in a really purposeful way, we could do that and impact world missions just by having a guest with us on a Sunday morning. And so we continue to look at those things from from our first-time guest to the way we conduct our work and our daily schedules and our worship time and the lights and all of that. so we just want you to know, if if you're listening, if you're part of Norwin Christian Church, we know there'll be listeners that pick up on this that maybe aren't part of our church. Uh, we'd love to continue to have conversations about those things and how we can be more purposeful to help you in your walk with God. We hope this podcast is just a small way in being able to do that. Uh, we hope in how we conduct our work and the different areas that we have are able to do that as well as we work purposefully on mission here at Norwin Christian Church. Our mission is to reach out and teach all to follow God, and so we want to be able to do that in various ways. Uh, Every day as we uh, come to work, every Sunday as we have service, and uh, now even through this podcast. Anything else uh, from all of you before we officially sign off on our first podcast?
6: I also also feel intimidated by the organization of our staff. I'm just—I don't feel (laughs) organized. But you, and you, when
3: you were talking earlier, said something about the little things um, or the details that we, we might not like. And we love that you love
6: the details <laughs> yeah, because we sure. don't, <laughs> don't. Yeah, for sure.
1: for sure. I'm so glad I belong. <laughs> well, talking about belonging from all of us here, from Jeff, Jonathan, Joshua, Allison, Garrett, and Matt. We say thank you for listening to our first NCC podcast.
0: Thank you for tuning in to NCC Unplugged. If you've enjoyed listening to our podcast, we encourage you to share this with your friends and family. NCC Unplugged is available on all major podcast platforms. And if you're ever interested in experiencing Norwin Christian Church firsthand, we invite you to join us for our services every Sunday at 8.45 and 10.30 a.m. We have engaging classes available for all ages, ensuring there's something meaningful for everyone in our church community. For more information about NCC or any other inquiries, visit norwinchristianchurch.com.